Hello everyone, my name is Rick, Rick van Bruggen from Neo4j and it's that time of the month again. We are in Grafistania 2.0 and we are recording another podcast for our lovely GraphDB community. And uh, as last month, I've invited my dear friend Stefan Wendin to the podcast. Hi Stefan. Hi Rick, nice to be here again. Uh, yeah, looking forward to this. Uh, always fun to, to, to get the chat. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward as well. And we've got a couple of things to talk about. We've got some really cool um, topics that came up in the uh, This Week in New F4J um, uh, newsletter. And so we are going to talk about some of those innovative topics that, that came up there. So let's start, let's dive right in, right? I mean, one of the things that uh, was, was kind of cool last month was um, something that Neo4j, the company, the company that we both work for, uh, launched, right? Uh, it's our journey into the cloud, into the database as a service world. Uh, I just want to highlight that a little bit because it's so disruptive, don't you think, Stefan? Yeah, and I think it's like, uh, I'm I'm one of the ones that have been really looking forward to this. I mean, uh, uh, my background is that I run uh, the innovation lab here in EMEA and if you look upon what we do is basically prototype use cases in the fastest possible time. Most of the time this is like done in a week and then uh, the client are ready to go. And before that, you had either the option on using community, which they most likely do not want to use, or this big kind of thing of going into the enterprise, right? So it's just a validation as of now. So for me, this is like super, super great because it opens up this new kind of paradigm for new people to use it and the ease of using it. Uh, basically, just to bring out your credit card, you don't have to go through IT and procurement and all of those kind of things. Uh, but it also leads me into this other idea, right? Uh, which also becomes like this kind of graphy ideas about uh, uh, strong and weak ties. How, how if we have strong ties, basically it's just the same kind of people like you and me, we are very similar in what we like and do, right? Yeah. But when we kind of enable other people to join the network, the network scale and innovative innovative things and innovation scale as well, because we get new perspective. Uh, I mean, last, uh, last episode of this podcast, I talked about folded, that example of protein yes, folding yeah, with, with this kind of deep knowledge which would be represented in this case by the kind of developers and uh, graph people, right? But then we have this other thing, which uh, in that case was the gamers, right? this kind of new perspective and if we can remove friction from from new perspective to to enter this kind of network uh, as as you may call it uh, then we will see an fantastic things because they will tell us what they want to do with this so i'm super excited about this or thing and i think it's one of the coolest things uh, ever happened this year i think it's a fantastic uh, start for for neo4j you know we're, we're we're really starting on a journey with so many interesting aspects to it but you're right you know we're removing friction right we're removing we're making it easier for people to start you know using graphs and 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 you know experimenting and those types of things and, the, and then it's, and it, it, it cre it's based on this idea of you know making weaker or involving weaker ties and let's talk about that a little bit more uh, some of the posts that we saw in um, in uh, this week in EFJ were all about knowledge graphs right and uh, um, that's an interesting topic where that same idea of utilizing the weaker parts of the network the weaker ties of the network to get additional knowledge is uh, is is really apparent I think. 
like uh, how do you see that you know what's 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 so cool about that no but uh, the knowledge graph in itself is i think it's one of the most like booming use cases from from where i stand and what i see and i think that the great part is that it basically just connects what you already have and just display it for you right and i think uh, one of the cool uh, topics is this uh, guy building it basically from scratch with uh, pretty much no previous knowledge again um, which is also this kind of really really kind of cool thing and also something that makes me really proud like being able to actually put this together it's an an, an amazing talk and uh, I just reminded now that I need to send that to another client uh, that has the exact same need that asked for me. Do you know how to put together a knowledge graph? Do you have any good example of how to just start? And I think that talk, it's uh, just a brilliant uh, example of exactly that. Just doing, right? We can talk about things forever, yeah. but when we do it, that's where it changes. Uh, I'll put the link up, obviously. Yeah. I'll obviously put the link to that uh, to that talk uh, in the in the transcription of this uh, this chat. But uh, it's it's it is kind of amazing that without being you know a developer or someone technical, just by loading the data into a graph, by loading your knowledge into a graph, you're already like getting something extra. You're already getting like <laughs> this additional yeah. insight that you wouldn't have otherwise just by you know structuring the data. Uh, it's, it's kind of amazing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's almost like uh, the comparison of having like a, a storage with uh, a lot of ingredients, right? And then all of a sudden it turns into a beautiful cake without pretty much doing nothing. It's just like magic. So yeah, super cool. Very cool. Uh, related again, you know, um, there was a, 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 a medium post uh, that we that that came up a couple of weeks ago around a really interesting topic. I think um, uh, it's it's all about this idea of structural balancing graphs. Uh, you know, where you know just by looking at the structure, just by looking at how things are related in the graph, you again get some additional knowledge and even some predictive. Uh, capabilities, right? Uh, you're familiar with this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, as we mentioned a little bit, uh, like before, like this, this ease of using. So I have a great example uh, doing, uh, I do a lot of executive uh, training and classes. So I did one for a school called Hyper Island, uh, which is based in Sweden or out of Sweden. Uh, but then we had this session around game theory. And then it kind of struck me that this example is exactly that. Like, so we used game theory as a strategic tool to kind of predict uh, the Cold War, as an example, and how how it had the balance, right? Uh, but then it becomes very, very graphy, and I think this is one of the cool things: just pulling up the post and basically slashing in a couple of lines of code, and then visually also see it and being able to also compute it at basically zero time right it's it's real time always as with graphs right and i think this is also such such a cool thing because it was also easy for people that um, do not understand the coding part or are more coming from a strategic background as in this case uh, the whole class there was pretty much there's one out of 25 that uh, has a coding background or understand uh, a tiny bit of code, but they all kind of follow this uh, because also uh, the visual representation, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, there's this there's this great example of um, what's it called, Kleinberg and Easley. I think that this um, there's this book from Cornell called um, 
networks crowded in markets where oh yeah there's that uh, there's an example of how the first world war was basically super easy to predict based on structural balance right if if uh I don't know exactly what the parties were, but you know, if I'm your, yeah, I'm, I've got a treaty with you, and you don't have a treaty, treaty with someone else, and I do have a treaty with someone else, then that makes the, the graph unbalanced, and basically something needs to be, give, something needs to happen, right? You're going to have to, I have to decide, you know, do the three of you are going to decide to get along, or <laughs> yeah. are you going to go into war zone, right? That's uh, that's kind of the the the, the idea behind that you can apply that to many other things i actually did a blog post a couple of years ago about uh, these relationships in the middle east between parties in the middle east and how they're friends or foes of each other it's the same idea structural balance right yeah super cool it's it also reminds me of uh, when joining neo uh, it was at uh, graph connect and jim uh, did this on the executive kind of summit uh, he, he did this great part also around this topic and it's one of the times when i was like really fell in love with graph and the simplicity to explain kind of complex things right uh, so also amazing uh, so yeah what uh, what exact date is uh, Graph Connect uh, this year, by the way. Do you um, know it in head? This is a okay. tricky question. I just uh, flew it out there because I didn't know the answer. So now Rick cannot ask me, but then I kept talking so he could actually Google it in the background. <laughs> I actually know it by heart, I think. It's April oh, good. Yeah. Cool, cool, April yeah. In, in New York, and uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll see a lot of people there. Yeah. Maybe one more topic, um, uh, Stefan, because uh, in, in, in our uh, innovative uh, ideas uh, list uh, of last month, there were a couple of uh, ideas that, that, that really related to analytical um, work with graphs, right? I mean, yeah, uh, I, I saw this, um, this guy talking about uh, uh, doing some analytics on the transport system in Rome. Um, I, I actually wrote something about uh, uh, shopping ticket analysis uh, based on a Carrefour data set. Uh, uh, some, some, cool, some, some cool stuff there as well, right? Yeah, super cool. Yeah, I, I really liked the, the Carrefour one. Uh, I actually didn't have time to, to read up on the Rome, so I'm not going to comment and, and be completely open that I haven't. But I think uh, what is interesting and what I saw and also kind of connected or connected to me is that the ease of using the, the Graph Algo Playground or Neuler, right? Yes. Uh, which uh, you used for the similarities and, and the speed of using such a powerful thing. And I think it's just like, it's of course it, the UX is is still not hundred percent, but the way it removes friction to kind of use these uh, everything from the community detection uh, kind of uh, uh, centralities or uh, similarities as the one that you used, right? I think you used Jacquard in this case, mm -hmm. uh, and I think this is like the interesting part. So I, I see myself more and more often when I'm talking about graph, basically just slashing together a quick set of graph and then basically opening up the playground in front of clients to kind of explain a scenario in inside of the room using it. So I think this is also one of those kind of uh, that we mentioned in the before, like the weak ties, like how it opens up for a whole set of other paradigms, like for new people to kind of join. So if you haven't downloaded, uh, I suggest you do just as Rick, get your data set and basically play around with it. Yeah, absolutely. 
they, I mean, the Carrefour example, obviously, uh, it takes a, a geek without a social life like me to, to, spend, <laughs> to, spend, to spend the time to analyze that. But, uh, I, I mean, uh, I guess I'm not a developer, right? So I, I, I just started hacking around with it and started thinking, thinking around. But before I really knew it, based on this uh, Jacquard uh, similarity analysis, I saw some things that I think are really valuable. You know, like for example, one of the things that I saw was that um, in these two shops where people were were, were, were buying stuff uh, from Carrefour, there were quite a few people that bought more than one phone, right? Ah. So in, in on the same ticket, on the same shopping ticket, they bought like three Samsung phones or or uh, two iPhones in different colors, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, why is that? I mean, maybe it's a valid thing, right? Maybe it's uh, because they wanted to get a you know a phone for their for their wife or something like that. But maybe they're also just ripping off Carrefour and and uh, yeah. and basically uh, buying two phones and returning one of them next week, right? Which is it has a price tag, right? It, there, there's a yeah. cost to that. So yeah. I, 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 I was immediately like, wow, there's some, I didn't know that. I, I'm betting you that not everyone at Carrefour knows that. Uh, yeah, no, but <laughs> I think, so, uh, yeah. No, but this, stuff. yeah, super interesting. And again, by just connecting again, like the, the, the knowledge graph example, like taking data that already exists, connect it, and then look upon patterns and things that we didn't know that we already know in a sense and i think this is the, the amazing things here so yeah of course it has a cost in this case and it can be potential fraudulent or it can be something else but this way of traversing the graph or unfolding it almost uh, i think is uh, such a such a cool thing and yeah that's why we that's why we keep tinkering away with it right <laughs> because it's yeah. so interesting <laughs> no but it's just like unfolds and this idea of like this this is so bizarre almost it's like it's it's hard to explain like you have all these insights but you can't see it it's it's like this thing like you can't see the forest because of all the trees right so you can't see your insights because of all the data points and tables that you have it's it's almost like that right uh, and i think this is like when you start seeing this it happens like uh, as, as we always say graphs are everywhere and i think it's it's really too it's a really good uh, representation Wow, that's uh, that's a, a great way to sum up uh, uh, this month in Neo4j, right? And uh, to wrap up yeah. our uh, our second episode here, and we're obviously we're going to uh, post some of those uh, great um, innovative cases on the uh, on the transcription blog post, and um, and we'll uh, we'll talk some more uh, next month if that's okay for you. Yeah, looking forward to it. This it's is actually my going to be kind next year. Next year, that's uh, that's insane. I'm not ready for that yet, but that's a whole other story, I guess. It's a different story, exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much for your uh, for your time, Stefan. It was great talking to you, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Rick. Bye. Cheers. Bye bye.